Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Here we go then. Much awaited propaganda. Welcome to the show. Dan here with Michael and Moscow White as we tackle the victory against Leicester City in a show that is brought to you by Levi Solicitors. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball to get 10% discount on your legal fees for a wide range of legal services. Michael, you love them, don't you? I do, yeah. All the legal services. What's on the website in front of you? Well, wills, probate and estate planning. They've not put them all together for some reason. It's like it's almost like they're unconnected legal services until I um, stuck conveyancing are you, are in there. Are you the glue that holds it all together? Sort of. Lasting powers of attorney. Yeah. Um, you've got residential property disputes. You want stuff for business. Uh, or commercial property disputes, commercial dispute resolution, mm-hmm. licensing. Do you know what that is? Yep. Good. Well, if you need it, speak to Levi Solicitors. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. 10% discount on your legal fees. Off we go. There's no hanging about today because I've got a feeling that this could be what you might term extensive. Wow. There was a lot, an awful lot of Leicester stuff. I think Leicester have got the going from as well that they were Premier League, so they've managed to get a, I don't know, like a, a YouTube base around it as well, which uh, when you go to like Rotherham or something, you can get to a couple of days after the game and there's like one video and you're like, oh, bloody hell. But yeah, what's one of the clips I watched here? Well, I say a clip. One of the videos I watched was like three and three quarter hours. Did you watch it all? <laughs> Skipping, double speed, a lot of back and forth on it. Did that include the game? Was it a watch along or what it did they do wa- for three and a quarter hours? Yeah, it was a watch along that then went into a, Extended chat afterwards. So that's ninety minute game plus two hour. A lot. It was a lot. What I mean. I mean, I feel like we put out too much sometimes. But <laughs> how often did, did they just say, "Oh, we would we lost because we're we're suckers"? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come on to it. You'll you'll hear their opinions in a bit. We'll start with someone who was at Ellen Road, stroke the chippy because of where they were sat. You know, they're in the very far west stand where you're looking at. Kind of Elland Road. What you might call, if you had a compass in front of you, the southwest corner. Yeah, but it's not a corner, is it? Because the seats don't point at the pitch. No. It, so doesn't, it doesn't have to be round to be a corner, though, does it? you, you got a neck, haven't you? Yeah. It's a turn. Yeah. Stop complaining about paying 45 quid to, to sit in there. And if your team is losing, if it's bottling mm. a game at the top of the league, you can just look at the chip shop. Exactly. A, a nice gaze at Graysley's. But first clip here, he's, uh, he's not particularly impressed with, with Elland Road. Where's your famous? Where's your famous? Where's your famous atmosphere? Where's your famous atmosphere? Ah! I assume nothing went wrong from there. 
I've never heard that song finished with an ah before. Mm. I always thought an ah was restricted to goal kicks or shot that goes miles over or wide. Have you ever heard foxes having sex? Mm, with each other. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, have, you, have you heard? <laughs> it's, it's screaming of a similar ah, okay, okay. Uh, thing. If you don't know what it is, it can be quite the first time you ever hear that. It's quite terrifying. But yeah, I wonder if that's maybe what it's inspired by. It's part of the foxy heritage. Right. Well, here he is, as we make it 1-1 and then 2-1. And there's a nice little throwback to our Chelsea friend in here as well. You know, the very the posh boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, have we got that clip knocking around somewhere at the bottom of the sheet? We should have. I'll, I'll, it, it's somewhere. You'll be able to find it. I'll find um, it. And, and get the impression, which is going to be a recurring theme, he's not that pleased with Dakar who missed that chance. Right. 1-1, one, one, good goal. fuck off, fuck off from about 100 yards away. Kind of what I hoped was going on over the other side of the ground. I was stood with my hands on hips going, we don't deserve it. No. We don't deserve I mean, it. Had Dakar put in that sitter. Come on. Come yeah. on, let's let's all calm down a bit because we don't deserve it. Therefore, we shouldn't really be celebrating. It's very important that the celebration police can have their moment, isn't it? There's plenty of celebration police to come. Oh, don't, you, really? don't you worry about that. Excellent. I think I can find the, the posh Chelsea fan, by the way. I've got it here on the ah, sheet. Good me. If you want to hear it, this is what we're referring to. So this is the one that came when it was when Chelsea played Forest and Forest took the lead at Stamford Bridge, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And Chelsea, three minutes into the start of the second half, and we are losing at home to Nottingham Forest. The Forest fans are going absolutely balmy. Oh my God, look at the state in of that. As the kids would say, let's should we run it back. <laughs> the Forest fans are going absolutely balmy. Oh my God, look at the state in of that. There we go. There we we go. checked on them after Sunday. Uh, I've got a little bit of Chelsea. Okay. But there was that much Leicester. I didn't have enough space on the sheet, really, for Chelsea. But we've got a tiny bit. Also, not to defend Dakar, but I think Melier needs credit for those misses. Cause maybe not because you love one. Is it because you love him? Because I love him. But also, I think um, he made that really, really good save from Mavi Didi. And then he was through again. And if you look at where he puts his one-on-one, Melier's left him no room. He's done a really good, his positioning is perfect. And it's, um, I put it in my match report, I think that uh, Don Reavy told Paul Trevelyan and he told me, and we put it in our See You Win special magazine, which you can get off our website, which is brilliant. The, the best saves David Harvey made were the ones where he didn't touch the ball because he just put himself in the right place and then the, the player was like had nowhere to put it. And I think by the time it came through, it came to Dakar going through, one, the positioning is good. Melier puts himself in the right place to make it more difficult. And also, he's got it in their heads a bit where he's got that save at the end at Leicester. He's made a really good save in this one. 
he keeps making it difficult for them to score. And I think he's just like, I don't know how to beat this guy. And that doesn't excuse him going full Steve Morrison with the actual finish, where it's just a pathetic sort of punt at the, the corner flag. But I think um, even though Melier didn't have to get a hand on any of those, I think if you watch what he's doing, it's a pretty good display of goalkeeping. Anyway, so he can do it against Leicester. It's the only time he's had to do anything all season, really, isn't it? <laughs> Should we go someone else who was in the wrong place rather than the right place? Jerry Taggart, who was there for the official Leicester YouTube channel. It was Matt Elliott in the studio, Jerry Taggart at um, Ellen Road. It was all very kind of... Manchester 90s. City, really, isn't it? Did Jerry like... Taggart play for Man City? Or am I imagining oh, this? I can't remember. That's, that's kind of the Leicester team I remember just doing fairly well against us with Martin O'Neill before mm. we tried and failed to get Martin O'Neill. Uh, but he's in Ellen Road and he's not having a very nice time. Uh, Jerry Taggart, you're up there uh, at Ellen Road. Obviously, watch that in, in front of you. Um, and still hear the mood, obviously, and the celebrations up there. And, and that's obviously going to be really difficult to take for, for everyone from the Leicester persuasion. I'm the wrong person in the wrong place at the wrong time right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jerry. I'm with I'm the lads. The best team lost. I also agree with Mark that once the first goal goes in, you need to see a reaction. Oh, it sounds very sad and disappointed there. He was a Manchester City trainee, 12 oh, games go. in 1989-90, which you'd think would be enough now to, to get on the air. Uh, when he says I'm in the wrong place, he's probably thinking I could be doing Champions League punditry, mm. getting on the, um, the Man City gravy train. I did uh, hear Matt Elliott, on a, who was in the studio, on a podcast a while ago and I was surprised to learn he's not at all Scottish very cockney uh, he's played 18 caps I think but yeah he just he, I don't know he always looked like he might be Scottish but then when you hear he's cockney that also makes sense it's weird isn't it how you make people's face fit what you expect um, just hearing that the music in the ground afterwards it wasn't the Kaiser Chiefs then but it does remind me that we've got to do this because it's Kaiser Chiefs week on the podcast isn't it that's exciting you make it sound like a duty no but it, when it's a joy but it is an absolute it's an absolute bloody it's a bloody privilege and we're going to be speaking to Simon Ricks off of the Kaiser Chiefs off of that podcast that the BBC do what's it called don't don't let the bed just yet that's the one correct no um, Kaiser Chiefs Easy 8 album is out Friday the 1st of March that's this coming Friday contributions from Niall Rogers and the Cribs as well yeah Simon came in so we've recorded that show with Simon already haven't we it was a good chat talking about basically where sort of football and music intersect that's going to be out for you on on Wednesday and find out what it felt like as well to have the whole stadium singing I predict a riot which was a very fun moment indeed wasn't it I hope we're going to have some reaction to that as we get through here Mm, yeah it's it's mislabeled actually at some point later in this so we're promoting the Kaiser Chiefs while someone else doesn't know the name of their most famous song oh dear but never mind Uh, yeah so if you listen to us across this week to celebrate the 8th album you can win it's an 8 way Kaiser Chiefs prize pack so 8th album big number 8 on the front 8 things in the prize pack you get 3 copies of the new album tape, CD and vinyl what are you going for? vinyl I've not got a tape player at the moment but I bet you're on the hunt for one aren't you? You you had one in your Peugeot 406 in the good old days um, so you get three albums you get two tickets to see the Kaiser Chiefs on their upcoming headline tour which you could start off with if you win this actually you could go see them in Leeds on Friday night limited edition football shirt produced by Admiral an art print and a merch voucher from us so each day this week Monday to Thursday you're going to get a number add these four numbers up across the week to get your answer what could it be what could it be it's a 
fiendishly difficult puzzle this one to solve details of how to enter will come on the weekly show on Thursday but you'll have to move quick as well because the competition closes midnight Thursday into Friday so that's the 29th heading into Friday the 1st of March is that Greenwich meantime uh, correct yes the winner will be announced on Friday the 1st of March um, the day the album is out on the show with Phil terms and conditions apply details at kaiserchiefs.com so we've got we've had clues already this week and we had Mondays yesterday um, Wednesdays we've recorded already the fiendishly difficult one with Simon Today, Tuesday, Archie Gray shirt number, subtract the legal drinking age in the UK. Can you do that maths? Don't say it out loud. Well, obviously, I can't. Do you mean so when you say subtract? Minus. All right, so take, we're take taking... away. Yeah. So Archie Gray shirt number that he scored, definitely scored in on Friday. Minus, minus 14. <laughs> no? No. Has it changed? No, Michael. Don't spoil the competition. So it's Archie Gray shirt number minus the legal drinking age in the UK. We'll give you today's number. So write that one down along with the one that we had on the show yesterday. Uh, keep an ear, ear out for Simon tomorrow and then the weekly show, fourth and final one. Um, it'll be a, It's free to enter and it's going to be an email address that you just need to send your answer to on Thursday. So keep an ear out for that. Right, then back to propaganda. Should we do that? Leicester Fan TV. So we'll go to their live watch along first. They did a post-game show as well, but just because a lot of complaints were going around about the disallowed goal because it you know, technically, it did, it did come off our player, whatever. But this is... <laughs> <laughs> Dismissed in a single word, whatever. But this is their, them watching it and watching a replay of it from the live watch-along. And I think, therefore, the ref made the right decision. But, yeah, he was offside. Oh. He, he pretty much came from out of bounds <laughs> to get... Oh, <laughs> no! Yeah, he was way offside. He was way offside. But the initial header, oh. scramble... Who is it? Is it? It's an outswinger. It's Vestergaard. He gets his head on everything. Uh, wait, is he offside? He is offside, miles off. There you go. Yeah, con- miles off. Yeah. Conclusive proof. Yeah, we, we, asked, we asked for Leicester fans. They said he was miles off. We'll go with the on watch along decision. Exactly. <laughs> Don't need to review it. But they saw a replay, and there was there's another Leicester till I die, which is another channel we'll come on to. Also had a watch along. Likewise, that guy saw it and didn't rec- didn't clock it the first time. So you in your reliance were watching it from what? I was going to say yes, yeah, so forty at, yards at away. First look, and with replays, they've seen it. Liner saw it. Obviously, you get one look as a liner. But I I saw, even though I know it was given offside at first eye, you go, yeah, that's that's offside because it looks like he's hmm. come back from an onside position. So and it's a difficult job, and we never criticise referees. No, exactly. I didn't see the flag, so I thought it had been ruled out for a foul. So there's another reason why it shouldn't have been given. It was a foul too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He shoved. He nudged. Ruter. Ruter wouldn't chest control a ball like that, would he, if he hadn't been pushed? No. So, I mean, it would have been disallowed one way or another. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Definitely. That's what I'm saying. Should we hear that Daka chance again? Oh, let's. Let's go. Come on. Come on, Ricardo. Come on. Come on. Come on. Ricky B, he's out. He leaves it for Daka. Daka's on his Daka, right. what are you doing? What are you doing? He was on his right foot and it was so bad. He should be freezing up. He tries to toe poke it. And it goes wide right of the post. Oh, my goodness. What are you doing? Sub him off. We are throwing away this game. Easy goal. We should be out of Leeds. thing is, Leeds are going to equalise, and then they go, oh, we, we, beat, we drew Leicester. Only because Daka's a moron. I can't put... <sighs> <laughs> Do you know um, why I was very surprised that Daka missed? Former Red Bull Salzburg alumni. You know who's oh, there, so- don't you? Oh, okay. Our former manager, you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Jesse, you know what he said about the goal? Go on. It's in the middle of the pitch. Oh, right, yeah. So why don't you just put it, you should know where it is instinctively. It's not over there, is it, by the corner flag where he kicked it? 
got some Jesse, by the way. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. Oh, super. Which would you believe it? He's been doing more podcasting. Has he been talking? Right. Yeah. yeah. On the uh, back to those people talking there, though, they got the wish. He wanted Daka taken off. He was mm-hmm. taken off and it screwed everything up for them. The only bit he got wrong was about us getting a draw against him and yes. then and then showing off. He's yeah. actually, he's, he's, uh, the, so they were right on the disallowed goal. Mm-hmm. They were right on the substitutions. They, they, they're channeling Maresca before it's happened. Um, the only thing, they were right that they weren't going to win. So pretty spot on analysis from these guys. Might start tuning in more often. Yes. Should we hear the equaliser, can we? Let's. Leeds drives all the way into the box, tries to get across it. Shot! Goal! Liam Roberts! I just said I would like to see more man marking. Stick to somebody. Ball's def- blocked and deflected. Liam Roberts, nobody even close to him. Gets to cock his leg back. Swing a foot at it. Right into the back of the net. I knew, it was gonna, I knew there was going to be a 1-1. One, one. I knew it. As soon as Daka missed that sitter, it was obvious. Now we've got to try and hold on to a draw. Oh, Do you think they will? Stings. I, I'm not sure that they will, because I think um, later on we might score another and then we'll probably score a third. Mm. But are we crediting that third to Dan James or Jamie Bamford? <laughs> I think I think Liam took that goal well. Yeah, Liam. I think after praising their um, insights, <laughs> I need to take a few points off for Liam Roberts, but uh, never mind. This is 2-1 then. I did actually quite enjoy this commentary just because he's, he's very intense. The English bloke is entirely heartbroken and silent throughout was, this. You, you can hear him on the verge of it as well, can't you, in those previous clips? Yeah, he, like, he yeah. just can't, he can't find any words. <laughs> so he just leaves it to the excited American bloke to give some actually quite good commentary. Jorginho, outside, at the edge of the box, shot, deflected. Oh, no way! Deflected and wrong-footed, Herman's in it into the back of the net. Wow, fast! No! Ellen Road is off the chain right now. There's freaking limbs everywhere. What the fuck is going on? Oh, my God! The stewards can't hold the people back. The players are in Craig Fawcett's face because Craig Fawcett has had the shittiest game of any ref in the championship this season. And Leeds goes up 2-1 in the 82nd minute. He went for Mariah Carey then, didn't he? Like up through the octaves. It's good. Enjoying it a lot. Yeah. The um, I was confused as to what they were moaning to the ref about. I think Feist was just basically saying I, that's not really very fair. It's not yeah. fair, yeah. Was, yeah. The, was the gist of it. They, they were claiming there was a foul over the other side when I watched it back, but there wasn't. We just no. won the ball off him. I think the, uh, the English chap's reaction was to throw his phone. That's, <laughs> there's, there's a thud that you mm. can hear in there, isn't it? Where he's, um, he just throws his phone at the floor. And then while the commentary is then continuing, he's basically just picking it up again. I've not actually broken it. Mm, yeah, and then just like sit and ignore what's happening. He's like, oh, I'll see if my phone's all right and just pretend none of this is going on. By the time the third one went in, the English bloke, I think he'd looked ahead because the free kick, it, it's not a great clip because the, he'd obviously looked ahead and go, this score this. Because <laughs> he's seen oh, he's it. So he's, he's, he's obviously seen it and he's just checking on his phone because he's like... I've lost. I've lost the thrill of a live game. Just another game. Just, but, um, just another game. We're into, so we're into the post game now, and a little bit about the atmosphere at Ellen Road and the atmosphere at the King Power. It came, did it come across for you, Jamie, all the way in Spain? How loud it was at Ellen yeah. Road. All the time. All the time. And when was the last? The last time I heard the King Power rock like that. No disrespect to the fans that go. Was probably when we won the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. 
when we were causing earthquakes. When we, went, when we beat Spurs 4-1, the atmosphere was unbelievable when I was there. That was absolutely fantastic when I was yeah. there. But I do, I do understand consistently. But I Leeds, don't know... I don't know how much you saw after the game when they beat us and the final whistle went. They, they played there for a long time. They, repli- they, they played We Predict a Riot and you, the whole ground was absolutely rocking. In, yeah. in the King Power, we win 3-1. Half the ground's gone by the 89th minute. So, different kind of football, different kind of mentality up in Leeds, though. Mm, different mentality up in Leeds. Different kind of football. Is it is winning it, football? Is it in your match report where you sort of touched on the fact that we've retained the old school Moscow? We're kind of we've got some sort of I don't know what people might describe as like a legacy thing going on in terms of the atmosphere and the approach to football, and we need to sort of harness it and keep it and treasure it because redevelopment will inevitably mean change. Yes, thank you. For <laughs> it confirming. is, but it's also I think we were talking about it on the member show recently. We were asked about what the Forty Niners are, how they're doing, and I was saying that kind of the difficulties will come after promotion because we kind of got away with it last time the motif in part of the report was the fact that Maresca fell and cut his hand on the little white wall around the dugouts and so there was footage of him in the first half having the physios kind of like putting a plaster on it and stuff and I quite liked thinking of him through this week like because he probably want to just forget that game and he'll probably be um they're playing whoever they're playing in the cup and he'll just be like feeling his little hand where his the cut is and Ellen <laughs> Because that little wall around the dugout, you're not supposed to have those. That's The dugouts was, was one of the things that everybody looked at when we got promoted. Oh, we'll get the, it'll get flattened off. We'll get the racing seats in. Everybody will have to move. But whether it was through COVID or inattention or just kind of flexing within the rules, we were just like, I'll keep them. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they'll survive a West End redevelopment um, for much longer. So there are parts of those things. And that little wall has been there since, I mean, I, I'd need to check if it was part of the original spec. The dugouts have moved and expanded over time, but that stand is from the 1950s. Elland Road pretty much is from the 20th century in its entirety. There is very little. The only evidence of like 21st century interventions are the things that Ken Bates did under the East Stand. And yeah, we have that paradox that we got away with with the last promotion where we really, really, really want to get promoted to the Premier League, but we also know that Premier League will mean, right, we're going to knock down half the things that we love that help us degenerate the atmosphere in the stadium. And the challenge for the 49ers is basically going to be something that Brad Rizzani dipped because it would have been a challenge for him. He never really took it on. They'll have to. How do you take that 20th century club and turn it into a 21st century club without or even just managing how much you will piss everybody off. So that's going to be interesting. Do you think it was the best post-Bielsa atmosphere? Because I think it probably was. I was thinking the win over Norwich had when Joffy scored had a certain, I don't know, like a, a, a relief, a relief a frenzy value to it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it had anything like the intensity of this one. But it was, that was also weighted by the fact that we were trying to avoid relegation which I think feels different to trying to go for promotion. Mm, yeah, the, the the Norwich win was very intense because remember as well, it had Melier saving with his face afterwards <laughs> as well. So we still had the moment where we uh, we nearly threw that away. So it was tense right up until the end. But yeah, it wasn't as celebratory because we were still terrible. Mm. Um, so it kind of got to the end of the game. You're like, oh, you're elated by the win, but then you, you look at the league table and you're like, oh, fucking hell. Whereas this time, we're elated by the win and we're now only six points off the top of the table, having been 
a million points away from it. It felt a while ago. So the excitement goes. And the, the you know, the, the thing, the other aspect to it that's quite interested with um, Bamford being out there is that we didn't have any of this when we got promoted. Um, and there's been that thing of, that it was easier for players like Bamford to maybe play without the, the pressure of the fans. But then you look at a game like that and you wonder how much us being there in 2020 would actually have helped and been part of the title under Bielsa. And I almost admired the Bielsa team a little bit more in retrospect of seeing going out on a, a completely empty Elland Road, silent, cardboard. And you saw with them, um, Alioski trying to do his best with getting the crowd is involved. And Harrison, when he, he scored a goal and ended up halfway up the cop and was just surrounded by cardboard photos of dogs and Bin Laden. And then um, how they managed to generate the resources within themselves to play, to turn what was essentially like a training atmosphere into um, a title-winning atmosphere. It was actually really well done by the Bielsa team, and it's which isn't to take anything away from our next title winners because it's just completely different circumstances. They don't have to do it, but they have a big advantage that they can enjoy and feed off a crowd like Friday nights, which I'm sure would have been there for the Bielsa team as we were going in the run-in. Then they just had to do it without us. And actually, I think, and I've been saying this in the shows recently with Phil, what happened there and that being behind closed doors is actually probably compounding the feeling now as well. Like if if we do it this time, we're owed one. We're owed one. We've got one in the bank. We've got we've got latent joy to to get out of our systems. I know I have. I've already been projecting ten weeks down the road, thinking what will that weekend against Southampton potentially look like? Oh, that weekend in London. What will that weekend? Well, for the FA Cup final, yeah. of course. Yeah, when we're sealing the double for that, of course. You mentioned Bamford there, actually. Yes, this is almost football chat from them now because they thought our subs changed it. We were comfortable. We were. Slapping leads around, they could they couldn't do a thing. For thirty minutes in the second half, it was all Leicester. The reason why I think we lost is because as soon as Leeds made their subs, yeah, we were the second best team. They were as soon as they brought Bamford on, we were, we were stuffed. They were all over us. And then Bamford, Bamford hadn't scored coming on as a sub all season. Oh, Sixteen appearances off the bench, done nothing. And he came off. Reach off. Score. No. Yeah, it came off his knee. Oh, piss off. Yeah. I knew it was yeah. a deflection. I didn't think it was off him. <laughs> Makes it all worse, doesn't it? <laughs> it's amazing how Pat Bamford's become this kind of hate figure when he's actually just a really, really kind of down to earth chap, isn't he? Mm. I mean, he did score like a good goal against Leicester in the Premier League, didn't he? But I don't see why they'd hate him too much. He played for Derby. He's played for everyone, though, hasn't he? Yeah, I don't think that's why so many people hate him. Because he's been, we were talking about this the other week when we said that realising that Peterborough fans had a problem with him for getting mm-hmm. a, a player sent off when he was at MK Dons. He's just somehow managed to go to all these clubs and really annoy their rivals. And he is kind of a low-key wind-up merchant. Like when you look at the stuff like the incident against Villa when he went down and got somebody sent off. Quite a high-key. Care about, yeah. They don't also, like slapping us around. Like, um, and also the, the Leicester staff, the manager and their captain were saying that, you know, 80 minutes they were the better team. If... Piru had calmed down in the first five minutes when he yes. had that big chance. It's a completely different game. We could have been at least one nil up before they scored. And the only, you know, those big chances in the second half that Melier sorted out, whether through the power of his hands or his mind, um, or even just his big 
spidery body. The only goals, the only times he actually put the ball in the net were set pieces. Yeah. Which so is rubbish. Yeah, it is rubbish, you're right. They may as well, you know, it's war knocky in football. They may, <laughs> they, you know, they've got this guy that's going to be the next Pep Guardiola. Um, he's just... Uh, his Warnock in disguise. And Bielsa famously never used to um, practice free kicks, defending or attacking him because they were uncouth, basically. And we know that he is the moral authority on football in the world. So that case, was quite a case closed. That was quite an interesting wrinkle, actually, with this because I got, I think I heard on the commentary and I've not checked that Leicester have been, they just haven't scored from set pieces all season. They've been really bad at doing that. And yet, um, that first one looked really good, like a really well rehearsed, like straight out of the Wilco playbook, wasn't it? Little, I, I, post I, flick. Yeah, I genuinely thought that was a routine. Yeah, mm. and it, I think it was, it was yeah. but um, yeah, it's a bit weird that they've been bad at them all season, and then the only time, the only way they could score against us was corners. Have you have you been keeping track of Warnock? By the way, you mentioned him there. Have you seen how he's uh, he's getting on. <laughs> Aberdeen fans seem somewhat surprised that he's he's have they seen in, him in Cornwall for four have days they a seen week. Any sign of him up there? Yet? I, I, I'll tell you what, I saw that news and I was shocked. It really is a surprise. They gave him all several days off, I think is the story that emerged, wasn't it? Like, yeah. gave him all several days off so he could fuck off back to Cornwall for four days. Which is not necessary. I mean, he used to go to Cornwall all the time when he was Leeds manager. He would give them days off. Maybe uh, Ronnie Jepson also fancied the holiday, so there would be literally nobody there to take training. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back to the clips there, Michael. So they are getting much more carried away, it turns out, with our form than even Leeds fans are because this is how they see the rest of the season panning out. Now I see, yeah, it's weird because obviously I've been the most positive fan in the world since uh, since, since July. Breaking points, Tally Locks is getting a bit nail-biting. Well, I think we that. are breaking the points record, but I think Leeds will too, mate. I think Leeds will too. Mm. I think two teams are going to break the points record. Honestly, I do. Because I think Leeds are now going to win every game. 
that, that that's 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 the point where I'm looking at now. They, I think, if I'm totally honest, they will get first, but hopefully we'll get second because the well, way they the way they're performing, performing, yeah, they've had nine wins in a row. That they are going to so, be unstoppable. I think Leeds will win twelve of twelve, which means we have to win eleven of twelve. And if we don't win eleven of twelve, they'll win the league. And that means, so, that, and that means we can okay. drop points to Southampton if we need to. I, I want to get promoted. Like I don't, I know we should win the title, but to be honest, I just want to get up. I don't care if we come second. I just want to get promoted. Conceding the title. They have absolutely gone, haven't they? Like, what are they talking about? Twelve in a row. That would so mean we. How many have we got? One in a row. We've won nine in a row. Plus twelve is twenty-one. Yeah, we have to win twenty-one in a row. Yeah. The, the record was... I looked up is eighteen. Right. So it's not beyond the realms of possibility that That's... someone could do it, but it feel it feels unlikely, even though we are riding the crest of a wave at the minute. I mean, we we would have to. So the record is one hundred and six, isn't it, for Reading? And we would have to win every game, draw one to match it, or win every game to beat it. Well, we won't draw one. They've said. Who was the team yeah, that won eighteen in a row? Man City. In I think Liverpool. When... Have, I think Man City and Liverpool have both done it in recent years. Right. Okay. When I looked when I looked this up the other day, I mean, but, I'd, be, I'd be happy with that. But eighteen is somewhere shy of twenty-one as well. You know, the, you get, these things get these runs get progressively more difficult the further into them you get. We're not going to win every game, are we? I yeah. mean, I, I think we are. They said so. I'm kind of with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised to hear it from them. Okay. Well, fair enough. Should we go a little bit off Leicester and then back to them at the end? Because that's enough. That's enough of them for now. That accent. It... <laughs> it's weird. It's not. It's not offensive for a short period of time. But when you've been listening to it for hours, let's hear the dulcet tones of Webby and, uh, and O'Neill. Shall so we? this is Ma- this is Man- Manchester United. This is, he does give it. Um, not in this clip, but he does give it a, a Manchester United. Yeah. It goes on and on, really. But just saying how shit the shit and I mean, can't beat Fulham. So, so spoiler alert: they're not having a nice time. No, but they've been winning some games. They just got taken over. Well, kind uh, of, sort of, yeah. And the cycling blokes there putting motors in the legs or whatever they they do. Careful <laughs> for the for the bikes. Um, so I've just isolated a little bit about what they should do with Marcus Rashford because he's been playing wide, he's been playing up front. But this is what Webby thinks. A lot of people mentioned today before the game about Rat might maybe Marcus Rashford playing up front, but. You know, should he? What do you think, Webby? Should he be really? playing as a centre forward while Hoyland's out, or should he be playing on the left and putting someone else up top? I don't know. Is there anything you can think of? Let's put him in the canal. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's Man United. Should we have <laughs> <from> Chelsea? <laughs> this is because uh, we're playing Chelsea as well, and he gives a little mention to their FA Cup. Carefree Lewis G. This guy he doesn't sound carefree. Sounds like he's got the absolute weight of the world on his shoulders. And he wants Poch out immediately. Throwing it in the fucking bin. So you think that the best opportunity to win this cup was to get rid of Poch and bring someone else in? Yes, someone with a better structure. Look at that Liverpool team that played four days ago and they looked more fit than us. Look at that Liverpool team that had nobody on the bench, still used five of their subs, still looked more in control of the game than we did and won. What are we fucking waiting for? What more do people need to see before, like, it's okay to sack him? Should we get knocked out of the cup next? Should we get knocked out of the FA Cup? Could give that a go, yeah. Should you say yes? Yeah. Give that a go. Yeah. Should we play, oh. should we play our youth team as well? God, they'd be so angry, won't they? I think historically what Chelsea are waiting for is just for, like, a few more checks to clear so they can spend another billion. Yeah. That's pretty much how it goes. That is what underpins everything, isn't it? We're not using the stolen money of the Russian people anymore to cheat our way to the league. So we're all a bit upset about it. And we did want to spend loads of money, but now we've spent it badly and that's not very fair, yeah. is so it? We want to be able to spend some more, don't we? Exactly. 
Uh, yeah, he doesn't sound very carefree. You're right. Any, any word from Rory this week? Have you not bothered? I did listen to a bit of him. He was just too... But then you realise you're wasting your life. He was just doing his usual stuff. He'll be, we'll, see if, we'll see if they beat us. Then they'll probably do a video saying, I think we can win this FA Cup. And it'll be all sincere. And This is when Poch has turned it round. I've yeah. always liked him. Until yeah, exactly. a few hours later when he doesn't. Leeds United are a great rival. And to win it is really... A turning point, and it'll be oh fuck yeah, it's so tiresome. <laughs> Speaking of tiresome, before we go back to Celeste, uh, should we hear from Jesse? Let's do. He's been it. on CBS again, and this is a, a description of his time at Leeds that I don't think I've heard used before. I, I feel lucky, specifically with New York, Salzburg, and Leeds, to have like almost caught lightning in a bottle three times. <laughs> what was lightning in a bottle about his time at Leeds? Was it Rafinha on throw-ins? Uh, Brendan Aronson goal against Chelsea, wasn't it? It's when lightning. it all came together. That's probably the best moment of his life. Lightning in a bottle. How fortunate we all were. Did he go on to clarify it. that at all? Or was he just talking about getting the job? Literally. No, the... he, was, he was talking about the, the work rate of the, and how good it was. Because to me, to me, Bielsa feels like lightning in a bottle. Correct. That did not. Normally people use it. To, I mean, I wonder if he's maybe misunderstood what it, what it is. You know, maybe he thinks it's dangerous to have or something and you shouldn't maybe it got dropped at some point and then we all got lightninged yeah I suppose if you try to think about it sensibly I've already had lightning in a bottle so at Salzburg he had Erling Haaland you mm. know that's a pretty the, the crossover of those things you'd be very fortunate and then again at New York he had um, Mike Rello and Lloyd Sam and that kind of mm. confluence um, of circumstances doesn't come together very often and at Leeds he had no uh, idea he had a huge opportunity to to build a team with an incredibly pliant director of football and a, a budget that was handed to him after we sold two players that he's now, um, in retrospect, whinging that they got sold, uh, Calvin Phillips and Rafinha, to, to build a team in the Premier League to prove um, all his ideas. And he really fucked it up completely. <laughs> um, so I suppose there are three different kinds of lightning in a bottle there that you can probably, since that's what he's talking about. He does go on to clarify here, though, why exactly it went wrong at Leeds. Oh, okay. Is, is, he, is, he, is it Amir Culper? He's kind of holding his hands up and saying, look, I, I wasn't good enough. I got it is, wrong. Is he pinning it all on Cameron Toshak? <laughs> what do you think, Dan? Should we find out? Internally, the work was so strong and the commitment was so great. And, and just the reality of Leeds in general is when you're a relegation-type club, the margin of error is so razor-thin that the smallest things can mean the difference between incredible success or incredible failure. Why weren't we a relegation-type club? And also, the margin between incredible success and incredible failure, they're not thin, because you can finish 17th, 16th, 15th, 14th, 13th. I could go on. Yeah. But there's lo there are loads of places yeah. in the Premier League yeah. where there's not really much between them, but it's kind of a bit better to obviously be higher but because he, he did come into difficult circumstances it had started to unravel a bit you know and, and we lost completely a sense of ourselves towards the end of the Bielsa reign we didn't really know what to do and obviously put completely wrong coach in to, to replace him so fair enough alright you know if you want to bank those was it 12 games he did towards the end of that season maybe we give you that and then you can reset it all in the summer can't you you can mm -hmm. reset the culture you can bring your own players in and, which he did yeah and then transform things which he did what made him worse no they were we were eighth or something if you on the metrics. If you read some top metrics or something. Um, right. Yeah, relegation type club, for a relegation type club, great success is 17th. 
And I think um, he's kind of telling on himself a bit, especially when he keeps banging on about his data team. Oh, my data team said that, you know, we had a this much chance of getting relegated. So, yeah, when you wonder about, um, he's like halfway through the season, he's going, these guys are scared. Like, because you keep telling them that we're, this is a battle against relegation from the start of the season. And if that's your approach, that's probably what you'll end up getting. Yeah. Spoke about um, emotional control on the show with Phil on Monday. Mm. Uh, and the fact that Russell Martin maybe at Southampton is displaying a lack of it. And we are, have experience of it firsthand with Jesse. And you can contrast that with Daniel Farker at the minute, who seems to be very much in control of his emotions. And I think I know which I prefer. Should we get back to Leicester? Let's go back to Leicester. So Leicester Till I Die TV 1, which is a very catchy... Is that the first channel? YouTube. Have you tried... The, oh, the that's other, true. Two, it's maybe three. the more um, cerebral stuff on 2, maybe. There's some documentaries. Like the BBC, sort of... BBC 1, BBC 2, BBC 3, BBC 4. Exactly. That yeah. sort of stuff. Weird. Really weird, this one, I have to say. If you like talk about cup finals um, and spunk, right. you're, in for, you're in for a treat. Spunk, verve, vim, nope. vigour. Stuff that comes out your penis. Yeah, it's a big game for Leeds. You know what I mean? It's, uh, like I say, it is their cup final. I mean, you know, the fans were obviously, you know, jizzing in their pants. That, that was us jizzing in our pants after we won the away game. Right. So that's the first bit of, of jizz chat. It's all it's also fucking disingenuous, isn't it? It's like, of course you're going to be up for and excited about playing the team that's the runaway leaders at the top of the league, beating them on their own patch and then beating them at home. This whole celebration police stuff is just annoying me. Shut Although up. it doesn't always necessarily have to be reflected in our laundry. No. So maybe they have a point there. So in between all the jizz chat, they were really focused on the comments. Was there a lot of jizz chat? There's, you'll, you'll hear a lot more jizz chat. Floods of it, you might say. Yeah. Pouring out, it was. Right. Um, <laughs> but this is him getting annoyed when someone in the comments on YouTube, I think has posted a link to some streams to watch the game live. And he's really, he's just really, really annoyed about it. Like he's almost like he's Sky TV and he doesn't want people impinging on his rights right. or something. But he, he just can't help himself getting stroppy about it. Can I just say to Kyle, when you come in, Kyle, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy on you coming on and saying, look, oh, these matches can be watched here, there or anywhere. You know, that's up to people to find out. I want them to stay in here and watch this, not go somewhere else and watch it, Kyle. You're very lucky that I didn't ban you on that. So uh, you do not mention other channels and where people can watch things. Otherwise, you know, uh, what's the point of me doing this? I might as well pack up and fuck off and go home. So cheers, Kyle. Thanks for putting me in a good mood. Do you think there was anybody who was in his comments who wasn't also at the same time watching the game? Well, who knows? They should really be giving him the full attention. Otherwise, he might as well pack up and and fuck off. Yeah. Which seems... Feels a bit precious that I don't know. It's an option. Yeah, for some reason that. So this is again pre-game. They keep reading out stuff from Leeds fans who are obviously <laughs> in there on the wind-up, but then they get really, really annoyed by it, and they mm. keep talking about jizz, and they just keep getting completely lost. Sounds quite sexy, does this, Michael? If we're not that good, how bad must you be? You're nine yeah. points off us. You're 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 two points closer to us than you were when you jizzed yourself when you beat us. The first time round, so what? What if 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 we're not that good? I mean, points break, yeah, points break, setting pace. Uh, so far ahead in the league. If we're not that good, popcorn and kettle because you must be terrible then, and which isn't the case, you know. 
You can't come along and say Leicester aren't that good when we're miles ahead of the chasing pack. We literally only have yourselves and Southampton, who, by the way, surprise, surprise, as I called it, dropped points twice in the last few weeks when they had the chance to catch us. You might get six points behind us, and you may still yet beat us to the title if if we if we do drop away or you keep up the pace of us. I'm not saying you won't, but you can't come in here. And, well, you can because you're free to say, but you're very wrong to come in here and be like you're not that good and, and, and make out like Leeds are amazing when you're behind us. The quality of that discussion, <laughs> it was it's right there. Why are you engaging people on or winding it, you up? It's it just didn't need to be talked about. No, that just, sounded like the longest version of. I know you are, I said you are, but what am I? Yeah. I've ever heard in my life. There's plenty of that to come. So this is, again, still pre-game um, and definitely not bothered. Not, but not different, bothered. Different guy here, but yeah, still not bothered. I'm not really bothered about Leeds. This is a, a game we want to win. I wouldn't mind a draw. Uh, if we lose, it's not the end of the world. But, uh, you know, it's their cup final by the sound of it. Which, yeah, they didn't we, Dave? We know, yeah. I think we are everybody's cup final. Yeah, well, of course we are, because we're the best in the league, which is fair mm. enough. You know, you can't argue with it. No. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a cracking game. Let's just concentrate on that, really. Um, I saw some clown from the Leeds programme seller or something, I don't know, talking today on, it must have been some other channel that I can't mention, but he um, he was talking absolute rubbish about how... Uh, what was it about how we're in a bad run of form and they're so brilliant and they're unstoppable and they're crowd behind them? For God's sake, you know, we've done, we've done them twice like that when they've been full of confidence. So, you know, just wait to the result. If you want to carp about it, then carp about it afterwards. You know, that's fine. We, we all take it. We all give it. I bet it went down well as well. <laughs> I don't know who he's talking about. So it's some guy who I'd... I don't know who it was, and they oh, said something said. that I can't remember, but <laughs> we're going to show them. But it was a great point, nonetheless. This thing about everyone's cup final, it doesn't fit, because the cup final thing, it needs to be a cup final regardless of the competitive nature of it, I think. You can say, it's a, if it's like a game you want to win because of who you're playing, that's different to wanting to beat a team. Like, if it was an actual cup final, if we played a team, like, if we played Wigan in a cup final... That'd be a cup final. It would be a cup final. It doesn't mean Wigan are our cup final. We'd just be playing them in a cup final. But you'd be all right to treat it like a cup final because it is a cup final. Which, again, you, you, but you've got a perfect example of it coming up this weekend with the way that that clown who owns Huddersfield has been engaging people on Twitter. Mm. It is their cup final. Yeah. Like this, and this was a big game. But it's not... That doesn't mean it's a cup final. Treating it like a cup final is the origins of this. So you're behaving as if it's mm. your biggest game of the season. But, I, but it was. I think that's more fun. <laughs> Like if the, if that Leicester game had ended just three one like we were beating Huddersfield three one or something or, or some other team or a team like a mid table clash Rotherham and then you just they're, end spoiler alert they're not mid table and then you just um, you end it and you just go home and you're like oh well yeah that was a decent match which which we which we have done sometimes this season when we've kind of gone well that was another routine yeah. win but the stakes made this what it was and it's less fun. Yeah. Whereas Friday was amazing. Mm. And why wouldn't you want it to be? Anyway, that guy he said... Had, those bastards had a good time. Well, that guy said we could carp on after the game and once we've won. Yeah. So should we hear what he thought after the game? <laughs> is, is it permission to carp? Well, we controlled the game. We, we defended well. Vestergaard had a cracking game until a bad mistake. Oh, he should have scored with a header that was the goal that never was. 
Um, but even so, you know, we controlled the game. We were on top. They were getting frustrated. And a couple of deflections and some bad refereeing, really. You know, I mean, if if it was Leicester winning like that, we'd say, God, we were lucky for that one. Leeds think they've won the fucking World Cup, you know. Oh, so they wouldn't have celebrated it. No, they wouldn't have celebrated it. No, they, they would have just, yeah, just quietly gone about gone and said, oh, do you know what? Well, actually, we've been really lucky there. We shouldn't enjoy this mm-hmm. because, quite frankly, it's again, it's uncouth. Exactly. Which was reflected in their away end who just, uh, they applauded their goal politely and then sat quietly for the rest of the game just to see how it turned out. Yeah. And then you can cast judgment on 90 minutes, can't you? Yes. Then we all have to form a fair, come to a fair conclusion or a fair uh, What's the agreement on how the, the game panned out that we can all agree to? I think everybody's given The, the like whole football a, family, actually, to be fair. We all come together and it's not partisan, is it? No, uh, we all sign off. We all agree that that's a fair, a fair reflection of, uh, of the evening's events. That's how it's done. <laughs> so back to the game itself, then. The main bloke, the guy who's trying to clamp down on IPTV and, right. and I was il- illegal say, streams. The rules, I just had a pop on at, this, uh, at their channel. And when you go on the live stream... The first thing you are greeted by before it starts is a live watch along. I'm like, well, that sounds exciting. No spoilers, please. If you announce something in the chat before the host, either serious or in jest, you will be immediately removed from the chat by the mods. Like, fucking hell, I've had more uh, permissive um, church <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're yeah, right. Really. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a good point, well made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it was a place where I wasn't. It was dead permissive. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just do what you want in a church, can you? I mean, you can. Doesn't mean you'll get away with it. No, that's true. But anyway, so the, the game—they're not very welcoming in it itself. The the main bloke who's clamping down on the piracy, the old the old fun police himself. Um, he actually was trying to get across the point that it was probably quite a good game to watch, but basically no one else was having it. <laughs> that was football. As a game, that was football at its best, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, build-up play was at its best. The finishing definitely wasn't because, let's face it, Chris, maybe one of their goals, but, but Leeds, Leeds weren't scoring for Toffee if it weren't for our own players getting deflections. I mean, the fact that that, that Gray, um, Gray's goal, not only does it come off Winks, but then it comes off Faze, that they weren't going to score to Toffee to them. And, well, we've already talked about two embarrassingly bad misses by our players. The rest of the game was good, Chris. The build-up play by both teams was nice. The finishing by both teams tonight despite the fact that the scoreline reads 3-1, which is a lucky scoreline, um, was awful. But yeah, if you're a neutral perspective, you're probably looking at going, and look, you want to take perspectives into it. Whilst Leeds fans will be jizzing into next week, saying we're six points behind Leicester, yeah, we also need to remember that the top two get promoted and Southampton lost their game and handed us 11 points behind us. So I'm still not overly worried. If, if Leeds no. do good enough to overtake us, they deserve to win the championship. Let's do but... not Leeds Cup final, says Thomas. Yes, I think you are, actually. <sighs> Hard hitting. These lads, there's some Freudian shit going on there. All this jizzing. It's not even finished. Oh. The jizzing is never done. The well is not dry. That's what this is why he went straight to uh, build up play instead of um, jizzing. Uh, can I say as well? He's saying that we wouldn't have scored ever. 
We'd already scored. I mean, one. we did definitely score a goal that wasn't deflected. Yeah, before that happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that with my eyes. I was there. And I mean, the the third one, Bamford moves his leg towards the ball and puts it in the net. Like, it's not. That's yeah. not really a deflection as such. Yeah. It was a deliberate action. If, if Bamford stands still, that doesn't happen. He's trying to divert it, and he does. So you can send, send Pat a, well, you, an apology card. You, you've said loads. Kick the ball dead hard towards the goal. That's what Dan James did. And because it had, so I think, what was momentum or speed or something mm. like that moving dead fast. Bang, in it went. Which was a, a big influence. Um, Pat Bamford deserves some praise for this after watching. Piru messed up and Somerville missed one and Yontel didn't shoot when he should have shot. And the first thing Bamford did when he got a chance was he just shot and put it right in the keeper's hands. Straight at him, didn't matter. It wasn't going in. It wasn't really like, you wouldn't say, oh, that's a great effort. But it just made such a difference that our striker just had a shot and it's like, good. And then, that sort of changed a bit of the momentum of the game as much as all the other good stuff that Bamford was doing was just the idea that we are going to shoot at the goal. And then if it deflects off six players and rolls over the line by an inch, still a goal. Yep. Should have defended better, shouldn't you? Yeah. Exactly. You should have just moved out of the way. Would you like to hear a new Farker insult from someone in Australia who is cross about us winning as well? Uh, go on, Luke. Give it to the uh, Leeds fans. Take the knee. You haven't won anything since the 90s. You live in that shadow. You're going straight back down. Your manager looks like a medieval blacksmith. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Take the knee. Like nothing. Like we absolutely smash you for most of that game. Yeah, we had two lucky deflections. So what? You worry about competing with Ipswich and Southampton. We're going to smash you to pieces next season. We'll see. Please come back on this channel next year. We absolutely annihilate you. Thank you. With pleasure. Leicester City down under. That was delightfully Australian and it's... Uh... It's tone, wasn't it? I don't think there's anything wrong with looking like a medieval blacksmith. Where else are you going to get your your horse shod? Mm. <laughs> What's true? What do you reckon you'd have done back in medieval times? What would your profession have been? I uh, probably have you, have you got any died sort of... of a cut to the finger. <laughs> have you got... Is there any sort <laughs> at of... a very young age? What did a Normanton do? Is like, is there any sort of nominative determinism in your in your family name? Do you know what? I just don't know. The Normans. French. Were, you, were, were the Nor- Normantons were the ones who, uh, it was the profession where you inseminated horses, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so, yeah so toss off a horse. Yeah. Well, I've been jizzing into next week already. Yes. Myself. So never mind the horse. Oh, super. Which is a more, um, it's a more volume. It's a more robust beast, isn't it? <laughs> kind of affair. So on that, actually, <laughs> they mentioned this lad, that lad, uh, Luke, pre-game, um, but he's not available yet. And this is what they had to say about him. Uh, uh, Luke is in. Uh, he's probably he's a he's not coming in beforehand because he's probably only just got out of bed because it's so early down there, and he's probably got out of bed and had to smash one out. And you know, you know what he's like <laughs> for smashing one out, our Luke. I mean, <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, okay. People need to learn to turn the cameras off more often, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, is he? Yes, he's doing it. Yeah, yeah no, he's fondling himself on the stream again. Yeah, yeah, I'll just leave him to it. <laughs> Anyway, yes. um, do not put any spoilers in the chat. But if you just want to smash one out yeah. on the stream, that's absolutely fine. So this is post game, and there's still Leeds fans in the chat, <laughs> and they're still, still not ignoring them. Le- Leeds are second. Leeds are still six points behind us. Um, you're the one that made the effort to come onto a Leicester channel to have to comment because you've won. Um, that's how sad that you are, that you haven't gone onto a Leeds channel to celebrate. Uh, but then again, got five of them. 
Leeds, Leeds fans, and, and, and no, no disrespect to Tom, who said earlier, Thomas there, I often wondered what happened to the missing link. Obviously, we found you. You're a Leeds fan. There are elements of the besotted thing here, aren't there? You know, when we managed to wind up the Brentford lads mm. who just didn't get any of it. I feel like he needs he needs a, uh, his mum to come in and go, if you stop reacting to it, they will stop doing it. Yeah. Look, I, I, I know I know you're being bullied and it's not fair, it doesn't feel fair, but your reaction is making this ten times worse. You just need to you just need to ignore it. You just need will, a, you need a masturbate in Australia instead. You, they will they will stop. Well he didn't mention the jizz on that, did he? But then they go to a woman who's been at the game, she's kind of walking by and you can see the shut dry salt is in the background and she's being a bit of celebration police, but he is of course on his he's he's <laughs> the same track he is always on. <laughs> I think Leeds fans will be going home and wanking themselves to death tonight. Oh my God, you should have seen it at the end. It's like they won the league. Yeah. They're doing an Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody is this season. Coventry did it. And look, yeah, that's what we've just said. They may well finish top. And I did say this on, on, on the uh, Monday night a few weeks ago. Are we everybody's cup final? Um, but we don't take our chances they do you've got to say well done Leeds no uh, no I'm not saying that yeah I mean the celebration place is all bollocks isn't it everybody knows as a football fan if the shoe's on the other foot you just have a great time with it I'll tell you what you never miss a chance to do <laughs> crack one out <laughs> yeah what I will every say every single minute of every single day <laughs> just just looking for a window yeah <laughs> just Trousers off. Exactly. Um, I will say this. If somehow, and I don't expect us to, but if somehow we do overturn their lead and we were to win the, the division, I mean, I just, want, I just want us to go up. I don't care how we do it. I don't care how we do it. But but on the off chance that we do, we're going to be the worst people in the world, aren't we? <laughs> the worst people in the world. Right, so think of think of the state of Leeds. It'll Set look, of wankers. It'll, it'll look like a snowfall. <laughs> Anyway, so there's another Leeds fan in the chat, and you can guess his response. And then the other guy comes in with another real, another real zinger of a, of, a, of an insult. Oh, here we go. We've got we've got we've got another Leeds fan in. Um, the amount of salt coming out of the mouth of some of the less mate. You're six points behind. Go and wank in the bathroom and come back when you're top of the league. All right, mate. Uh, um, I love how he says. I hope you get battered by Southampton and Sunderland. Do you mean the same Sunderland that beat you one 0 yeah. Yes. What's yeah. this salt? Is this a is this a northern thing? No. It's no. It's apparently where you just don't it's accept defeat. Where it's like we we accept we were poor in front of goal and we accept they took their chances, but yeah, we, we don't is. feel it was overly that bad. But he I thinks like, it's salty. I, I say it was Leeds Cup final. Let's not forget. That. Salt I mean, I haven't seen. I, I'll be honest with you, Tom. I don't know about you being a Leeds fan, but I haven't seen Leeds fans that excited since the sister said yes to taking to prom at school. So enjoy, enjoy your win. Enjoy your win. Tell you what, there's no coming back from that, is there? Lads? I think we should just shut this, shut this whole thing down. Now we're done. It's not real, is there? There's no. That's it. They've won. It's an off-the-shelf American insult, is that? Yeah. Did your sister take you to prom? Did you? No, I didn't have a prom. No. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, suppose proms are a thing now, aren't they? I mean, I don't have a sister, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you, I would have said no. Anyway. Have you got a bathroom? What have we got next? I think uh, when they've had some time to reflect <laughs> on some of the things that they've said on this stream, maybe hearing it played back to them and the impact it's had, I'm expecting 
within uh, a few days for the, the equivalent of the Bournemouth. We're sorry, banners to be going up at Leicester Town Hall. We want to be some kind of formal apology from the mayor of Leicester to the people of Leeds um, for the, the behaviour, uh, the reaction um, that that's probably is really on a par with uh, some of the, the, the most hurtful um, football. Um, it's violence, really, is, is what we're experiencing here. I know we can try and laugh through the pain of what we're hearing. Mm. Violence with words, Moscow. But uh, but ultimately, I, I think there, there will there'll probably be a groundswell of opinion within Leicester itself, where they're just like we we don't want our city to be represented by these words. They uh, they're going to have to extend that apology to the devolved government of Wales as well, because the final clip is, is it, another is it another race hate crime. It's well, it's it's more sort of. It's not exactly wanking, right? It's but, um, it's it's when you, it, but it's all just very penis focused, right? Yeah, great, great. Got the second. It was uh, Dan James, and you know, <laughs> Leeds yeah. and the Welsh players insisting that they bugger each other. Um, yeah. But yeah, what? What's wrong with these people? <laughs> Leeds and the Welsh players, they bugger each other. Are insisting? Wouldn't you say they're insisting? <laughs> Is that what he said? Play it again. Yeah, great, great got the second. It was uh, Dan James and, you know, <laughs> Leeds and the Welsh players insisting that they bugger each other. Um, but yeah. I think, he said it's in, I think he said it's interesting that they bugger each other. I mean, if it was happening, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Leicester Till I Die. Well, that's, no. Leicester Till, uh, I'm, die. Leicester till I'm Dry. <laughs> Leicester Till I Die TV. One. Yeah. yeah, TV one. I can't wait to see what Channel 2 does. You can understand why he considers that to be a real rival to what's going on on Sky Sports. <laughs> which are the next... We think uh, um, Andy Hinchcliffe probably on his next one just have to take all that on board. It's a like, priapic Don Goodman <laughs> pounding away at himself. What an image to finish on. It's propaganda. Uh, it feels like a long time ago we mentioned the Kaiser Chiefs, but yeah, please do go back and... Have a listen to I'd that. I'd say it's been a long one, but that'd get them going again, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> so yeah, another clue coming for you with Simon on Wednesday. Quite a dry, much, much drier. Not a dry bumming, do we? Don't finish on a dry bumming. It's <laughs> the last thing you need. Listen, whatever floats your boat, whatever floats your boat. We'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.